You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at Rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. On this episode, we are going to talk a little bit about the metaverse, NFT worlds, what's going on with you know Microsoft and Minecraft, and even my take on like you know influencer marketing and and understanding even how my own individual voice uh, influences projects and people. But before we get there, we are sponsored by the Crypto business conference crypto business conference is the conference you want to be at if you're an entrepreneur marketer creator looking to level up on everything web3 and of course uh nfts as well and you know for our you know shout out for our project that we minted uh you know highlighting on today's episode actually if you were on my instagram live and it's actually up on my profile now so if you want to check it out over at uh, Instagram, uh, you know, username iSocialFans. Um, I did an Instagram Live last night when I was buying uh, this NFT on the uh, crypto.com. So this is, the, this is number 255, um, and the name of the project is called To The Moon. And what was cool was it was, it was uh, minted in a pack. So I purchased the pack using crypto on crypto.com, um, and then I got to unlock or open the pack live on Instagram live. And we ended up going down all these different rabbit holes um, around. I started talking about some of the other projects that we've minted recently. But what I really thought was interesting about this project, not only is it great art, uh, it has a great story. It's, you know, uh, kind of highlighting an artist from the 1950s. But they also have some redeemables is what they're referring to them are what they are. And so they are doing, you know, drawings for those that minted this NFT. They're doing uh, 20 uh, hand drawings. They're doing uh, $2,500 uh, gift cards. They're doing five designer bags uh, for those that uh, minted it. So I actually thought it was a really creative way of, you know, when, when I, I challenge people, I say, you know, why should someone mint something today versus waiting? Well, with this project, one of the things I thought was cool is they had a, a time limit on, you know, how long, they, how many days they were going to be keep the mint open for. And then they ended it, and now they're going to do a drawing and see, uh, you know, and reward those that are actually part of the project. So great art, great experience. We'll put a link to that Instagram live video if you want to check it out. Uh, I believe it's a 35-minute mark uh, of that project. So uh, you can definitely, you know, give that a look. Now, with that being said, one of the things that I wanted to kind of touch on here, you know, not only on the podcast, but, you know, one of the things that I share a lot is that with great power comes great responsibility. Now, one of the episodes uh, last week, I believe it was on July 21st, you know, I, I made the comment that, you know, uh, I believe that, you know, uh, Minecraft is moving towards becoming the blockbuster of Web3 because it was, uh, it was put out there to the world that Minecraft is uh, stopping or preventing um, anyone from using the blockchain or NFTs 
within their game. Now, that had a drastic impact on the NFT world's uh, NFT project. And uh, I know I put that out there. And I know, you know, here on the podcast, for me, you know, I'm very transparent. I own, you know, what I say and how I say it. And for me, the, the thing that was, you know, that I kind of link to it when it comes to, you know, metaverse lands is that right now it is very hard to predict which NFT, you know, which metaverse lands or even which NFT to invest in, in the, in the land metaverse game, right? Because not only do we not understand a lot of the, the underlying, um, you know, fabric, but there's also not a lot of use cases and the use cases that we've seen so far are very tied to like either gaming or to virtual reality or augmented reality. And we've seen a drastic decline in some of the metaverse, uh, you know, user, uh, you know, numbers from, uh, you know, Decentraland to Sandbox to some of the ones that are out there. And I made the comment about, um, you know, like, man, I, you know, I think I might even say like rest in peace, you know, um, you know, NFT worlds. And, and what I meant by that is, you know, for projects that are relying solely on other people's tech or in the fact that they just need other things to be put in place, it's a very risky game. It can be something that can be very overwhelming. And I know for, for you know, many projects, it's why I've been staying away a little bit from the land play. Now, with that being said, one of the things that I have shared is that I believe the projects that adapt and learn from their, um, you know, the crisis or um, having, you know, a massive problem within their, you know, project or, you know, they find out the artist um, is not who they said they were or, you know, something like that. You know, any project, in my opinion, that can handle adversity and do it in a transparent, open communication way, to me, is a project that I believe in, right? Because we know every single project, no matter what the project is, I can make this promise, no matter what the project is, the project's going to have to deal with some version of, you know, controversy or some, you know, version of things that are going on. So NFT Worlds, I mentioned, I was like, man, it's tough for them, right? Because they were building and relying, you know, heavily on Minecraft, um, for, from a standpoint of, you know, usability of the platform. And, you know, for those that don't know, you know, NFT Worlds was actually a free mint that uh, originally dropped um, free way back before, uh, you know, Goblin Town. And for me, part of the, the interesting narrative was that not only are people investing with the NFT, but then they're also investing by building on the land within that play, right? So now we're kind of like doubling down our investment. So in a way, when we're selecting, you know, lands, like it could be the other side lands with, you know, with what um, you know, Yuga Labs rolled out. We really have to think about it from a standpoint of like, what are we building that is sustainable where maybe the code that we're building can be used on a different metaverse or in different worlds, or maybe we're building it in such a way that would allow us to adapt easily. Now, I will give a massive shout out to, uh, you know, NFT Worlds. And on July 22nd at 1 p.m., they released a, a, a tweet with, you know, a threaded tweet sharing that kind of their major announcement. And they said, on July 20th, 2022, uh, Mujang, which is the parent company, uh, decided to, without warning, outright ban all integrations of blockchain technology and NFTs within Minecraft. This this decision completely disrupted emerging Web3-based uh, game platforms built on top of it, like NFT Worlds. Well, first of all, if we want to look at crisis management, right? Like, 
it's identifying like the problem, the thing that happened. And it's also owning that it, it massively is disrupting. Like I love like that first, that, that tweet, as soon as I, I, I read that tweet, I was like, Ooh, okay. Okay. I like, I like that where they're going now. They explained NFT Worlds is a cryptocurrency-enabled uh, platform that launched in October. It enables an ecosystem of the first interlinked but independently owned worlds operating under a single unifying gaming currency, dozens of newly developed gameplay models, uh, modes for Minecraft. Now, they go through and talk a little bit more um, about like the different, you know, they have nearly 200 independent teams from projects building on their platform. And they talk a little bit about like, you know, what they've been able to enable. They also say, you know, uh, Microsoft, Mojang, uh, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, Minecraft, um, have, have signaled that they have no regard for creators building and players at this moment, and their new vision and new ideas conflict with their internal politics and kind of what their you know, overall plan is. But what I thought was interesting is that, you know, they, they, they're owning, like, hey, this is disruptive. And they said, Minecraft is no longer a welcoming place for us as creators involved with, you know, our platform. For many, this would be the end. Now, this is what I thought they did really well. They said, but not for us. We've seen the glimpse of something too special to abandon. Thousands upon thousands of people have, you know, built on their platform. And they're already starting to bring together other visionaries that are developing um, around this to really grow, you know, beyond and see what, what is next. So, you can, I'll put a link to this entire thread. It's actually a really great thread. I love that they built on it too. And so they, they said they're going to prioritize backwards compatibility within Minecraft server develop, development plugins and practices. This will allow for a smooth transition for our creators and existing content when the time comes. Now, I will tell you, I don't own an NFT world, um, so I don't have the skin in the game there. But I have been tracking it very closely because I actually have some friends and some projects that I've worked with that are building in on NFT worlds. One, a couple of the things that I was really looking at from a standpoint of understanding the nuances was looking at it from a standpoint of like, what are they actually building? And what are the things that are actually the use, the play? And then ultimately, how are they setting up those that are in the developers that are developing on top of their platform, right? Because... This, in my opinion, is even a greater responsibility for a, a project because it's not only like, hey, we're giving you this IP, go run with it. They're like, hey, come into our world and build within our world, right? So we're, there's really like a codependency there, even though it's a decentralized world. So, of course, when the, the announcement came out that, you know, what was going on with, you know, Minecraft, you know, I referred to it without question as like kind of the blockbuster uh, move where blockbuster didn't see streaming coming and they kept doubling down with their stores and delivering, you know, DVDs in the mail. Um, yet they didn't realize that streaming was coming down the way. Well, the fact that, you know, Minecraft is taking this hardcore stance, the more I looked into it, the more it seems like a money play because the, the, the actual API and some of the, the connection points into Minecraft for as far as blockchain and NFT was not actually owned by the parent company with Minecraft. It was actually someone else that was making money off of, off of many of those plugins and tools that were enabling all of this to happen, which to me, let's face it, we know a lot of these games, like not only is change scary, but change is scary, especially when you're allowing something new to happen or you're, you're opening something up and someone else is making money from that, right? So like 
it, it wouldn't surprise me one bit if by the end of the year, Minecraft and Microsoft come out and say, hey, we are launching our own blockchain enablement onboarding ramp within Minecraft. But will it be too little too late? Time will tell. But I will tell you the other part of this that I, you know, we, we have to kind of just own is that you know, there is definitely a significant um, you know, drop. As soon as this news happened, uh, you know, and, I, and I have the chart up here uh, for those that are watching on video, I'll, I'll put the uh, link to it. Uh, actually, you can just go onto gem.xyz and type in NFT worlds and you can look at the analytics yourself. That's where this is um, from. But, you know, on, you know, the thing that I was, you know, was really kind of closely looking, taking a look at was, you know, on July 19th, before the announcement, the floor price was 3.1 Ethereum, right? And then they had their actually highest trade volume day um, and their floor dropped from 3.1 to 0.7. Now, the first thing I want to just say about that is I at no point was mocking or making fun of or didn't have, don't have empathy for those that were building on that platform that took a hit. I trust me, I don't I am not one that likes to FUD. I am not one that wants to see people fail. I want I if you look at my feed, I retweet and share and celebrate a lot of projects that I don't own. I don't have any intentions of owning um, because I, I believe in this space. But I also know that my words do carry weight, right? And I believe influencers and thought leaders and those that are creators and have a platform have to own the fact that our our voice has weight, right? Like I tweeted out last night that I removed myself from a couple projects um, on, that I had previously loved based on their change of direction. And I was inundated with people that are like, what are those projects? I want to know. And I will tell you, like for me, I'm all for transparency. And the blockchain doesn't lie. You can literally find my wallets on OpenSea and see all of my interactions. I'm not hiding anything. My wallets have, you know, literally Fanzo is in, uh, you know, the name of majority of my wallets, except for like a bur couple burner wallets. But, you know, that dip, right, 3.1 to 0.7 floor. Now, I will tell you, the floor as of this recording has bumped back up to 1.3 um, Ethereum, right? They, and, I, and I think a lot of that has to do with that, with the NFT Worlds team owning their messaging, being very transparent, talking about the fact that they're not cutting and running. Because let's face it, they could have easily just said, "Oh man, we were we were so codependent on Minecraft. We've been really that's been our whole focus this whole time. And unfortunately, we're just going to fold up and you know take the money and run." Now, I will also say, they should have also seen this coming, right? If you are building something that is dependent on someone else's technology, let alone someone else's API that is also run by somebody else, that, that's a high risk, right? And so anyone that's in that scenario has to look at like, what is plan B, worst case scenario? How do we adapt? What are we building in? Now, I do love that in their announcement, they talked about that, right? They shared their, their take uh, on that as a whole. The other part of this that I think is interesting is that there are also, I think, a lot of people and projects that were developing on NFT worlds just because they were just trying to hedge their bets, right? Like they, they didn't really believe in the technology or maybe even the metaverse or even the lands um, that, you know, that are available, but it was more of them like, you know, like, Hey, like if Minecraft's involved and this one hits big, it'll probably be worth a lot of money. Right. And what I think actually probably has happened now is that a lot of people exited really quickly because they heard the news and those that it stayed. And even probably more importantly, those that jump back, jumped in now, which I will share in the near future if that ends up being something that we're doing. And it's something that I will openly say we are hardcore looking into right now as you know, we speak. But 
I will say, you know, and, and I've been looking at, you know, the metaverse land play for nine months now. So it's not like that's brand new news. But the other part I thought of this that is interesting is it's also a great opportunity for anyone that is that is in any project or anyone that is building on a land or dependent on a land as a utility. The question you have to ask yourself is like, what if that land or utility disappeared? And what are some of the things that that are that like, you know, make that ex- exceptional. And then what are the, what is like the next best option? Right. And I don't know personally for those that were dependent on the Minecraft component, I'm not sure what the, like what the next level one was. I'm just going to openly say that, but I will also say, also say that, you know, with this volume, you know, the volume of trade and people exiting the project, you know, as we, we definitely saw people doing one of the things that we also have to look at that is, is like, it's going to be new blood, new developers, new people jumping into that, that space. So way, the way I look at it is that, you know, NFT world was built codependent and probably should have been, you know, planning for this to happen or that this could happen, but being blindsided by a big web two brand that um, decides they don't want to play in the blockchain or NFTs will not be the last time that happens. It also is something that might be the best thing that's ever happened to the NFT world's project because they now understand how do we have, what's our contingency plan? What is our, how, so now they're going to help build, you know, they're going to, you know, reverse engineer and help developers that have already built on the Minecraft component, reverse engineer that so that they can push forward with wherever NFT worlds go. Now, I personally am hoping with all hope that NFT worlds makes it because it's a story that shows that web two players that are playing a very selfish game, right? Like we weren't making the money off of the, the API. Of course they didn't say that, they, uh, you know, Minecraft didn't, uh, didn't come out and say that, but let's face it with the, we can see in some of the, the way that this whole thing works, right? We know that not only is it a money game, but it's a control game, right? And it's funny because part of the reason we love the blockchain and the NFTs as a whole is it gives the control to the users. And so guess what, Minecraft? Guess what, leaders in Microsoft that are looking at this, um, you know, holding, you know, let me, I'm going to take my baseball and go home if I don't control everything. Times are changing. And I look at this as a really great experience for the, the future of this space. Now, much like others that I've interviewed on the podcast, much like other projects that I've talked about that have gone through controversy and have had been forced to adapt, it is not fun to be the first project that does this. But we need the first projects that do that so we can learn. I will promise you that any project that is doing a land-based you know, metaverse play, I can pretty much guarantee you, is going to have in their roadmap on their websites, you know, who are they dependent on? And then what are the things that they have planned to you know, make sure that their metaverse, if their metaverse platform that they're aligned with changes, they're going to be able to adapt and move in a different direction. So the other part of this that I think is just, you know, I'm, I'm actually wearing a t-shirt, uh, you know, shout out to a, a good friend of mine from the live streaming space. It says, we are all famous to a few people is the shirt I'm wearing at the moment. And I understand that like, you know, my words carry weight, but I am also not one that is going to apologize for sharing my opinion and putting out there the, the thoughts that I have. But I am, I am one that is heavily researched I am also bullish and all in on this space. A project failing 
because of a web two big brand uh, making a very selfish and web two play does in no way good for what I believe in and everything that I'm investing my time and my commitment to all of this, right? So I, I what I would challenge everyone when we're looking at you know, people that are, are fighting or people that are, you know, maybe talking a little bit down or bad about a project or about an experience. What I would challenge you is that look in the context and ask yourself, is it ill will? Is it, is it a, um, is it a malicious, you know, intent? Is it the idea that they're keeping it real and going to clarify and go deeper? Or is it just the lack of, of knowledge or understanding? And I got a lot of messages that people were like, Brian, I can't believe that you've, you've done me a disservice or, you know, um, it really hurt hearing you, the hearing that come from you. Well, the truth is not everything I'm going to say is positive for everyone. And, you know, the actions of others will, of course, impact others where, you know, hey, the, the, you know, we're all famous to a few people. But here's the truth is that when I look at you know, what we're building, what the power of Web3 and NFTs, is that all of these different things, right? The power grabs, the forcing of the blockchains. I have a podcast episode coming up about the Ethereum uh, merge that is coming because holy hell is the misinformation out there right now. And shout out to M uh, from Crypto Chicks. She, she uh, replied to one of my tweets. and was like, Brian, I'd love for you to cover this topic uh, to kind of help uh, you know, educate, you know, and kind of uh, cut through the noise. And so for me, I will tell you that I am very aware of the influence that I do yield and the fact that people buy into projects that I mentioned here on the podcast, that people might leave a project that I might not buy into this project. But I will also be very committed and open and transparent and say, I will be wrong. There will be projects that I leave or that I don't buy into that I should have and that are really great. There will also be times that I will spot on, get it right. And here's the truth. I'm not a person that likes to be the I told you so kind. What I like to say is, hey, we learned. Let's take that from, as a lesson and let's move forward so we can all grow together. For me, we is greater than me is not just words. It's not just an empty promise or an empty mantra. It's firmly what I believe. I firmly believe the blockchain is going to transform and empower the future in a way nothing has, even more so than the internet. I believe how the, the fact that it is going to not only decentralize, but it is going to remove the borders that are around countries, the borders around banking and transacting, the borders around creators, even the borders of our imagination. I firmly believe the metaverse is going to allow us to experience and create experiences that we never even knew were possible. And in a world where we feel very lonely, yet we are hyper-connected, this is where I believe that blockchain is going to facilitate it. And so when I see a great lesson from this, right? You don't even have to care about the metaverse. You don't even have to care about NFT worlds. You don't even have to care about Minecraft, but if you care about, if you want to launch your own NFT project and you, or you want to be like, hey, I want to help my, my favorite NFT project prepare for the future or be better at the future, you should go look at this link that's in the bio on the NFT world's announcement they shared. I believe it was well done. It was transparent. It was honest. They explained that this disrupts them. They all, now, the truth is, 
Those are all words. So we're going to see how much they back that up, right? Because it's going to take them, you know, to tap into a very heavy budget to make a lot of these changes. And I know, you know, for those that are developing on that platform, it can be a very unsettling time. But let's also take a step back and let's, this is a great time for us to look and say, okay, when we were deciding on going all in on this metaverse play, what were the deciding factors? Now, if Minecraft is no longer in the, in the you know, uh, ecosystem, are those deciding factors still worth us investing our development hours here? Or maybe should we jump out now and, and look at something else? And I think that kind of logic, that kind of thought process is, is vital for every one of us. I will tell you, over the last seven days, I had to look at what projects that are in my personal bag and assess, you know, how committed am I to them? How aligned am I with the founders and the community and the vision of the project? And then make some really tough decisions. And I will also say the, the beauty of this is that you're coming on a journey and we're all going to figure this out together. And the funny part about it is I mentioned that I'm not really a big I told you so person, but I kind of love being proven wrong because I want everyone to succeed. And I know that sounds funny and it sounds vanity, but here's the truth. If you get to know me, you will know this. I find more joy in watching those around me, those I care about and what I believe in get success than my own self. Now that's not a brag and that's not actually something that's great because it actually can be something that inhibits me sometimes. And it can be oftentimes a struggle with my own mental health or my own uh, you know, way that I approach things because I am a great cheerleader for our team, for those around us. If you are launching a project and you are coming along with it in the journey here on this podcast, I'm gonna, I tell you, I'm going to cheer for you. I'm going to celebrate you. And maybe even if I can't invest the money, maybe I don't have the money or maybe it's not the exact use case for me, I am cheering for your success because selfishly, that's what makes me happy. It's what brings me joy. And I know that might sound a little bit odd or different, but anyone that's been around me for any certain time can validate that. That when I see a friend get promoted or someone go viral or someone achieve the stage that they dreamed of or how many podcasters have I had on the podcast because I want other creators and other podcasts to also succeed. And so I, I, will, I, I will make this ask. If you listen to this show, if you believe in what we're stand for as a, as, a, you know, as a community, let's together lift each other up. Let's also add context. And I, I would appreciate not only the benefit of the doubt, but I, I believe that if you look at things from the core, I am doing this because I believe that we are greater than me. I believe the metaverse is here to stay. I believe the blockchain is fundamentally going to transform the way that we look at the future. I believe NFTs are not only going to disrupt every industry, but they're going to be integrated into our lives in ways that we haven't even imagined. I believe social tokens or creator coins are going to give us new ways to incentivize, reward, and celebrate our number, our fans, those that are listening, those that are engaging with us. And let's face it, we need more celebration. We need more success. We need more people championing people in this space as a whole. And lastly, I will say this. I not only take responsibility for my words, but I will also put this back on every single person. Do your own damn research is not a, a vanity comment. I don't just throw that out there. None of us, 
We are all adults in this space. We must own our own decisions. We must own the fact that if we took the, the, the tweet from somebody else and bought something and that thing failed, it's not that person's fault. It's your fault for just taking that and, and, and making that the only reason. Now, if you did your research and everything checked out, then you shouldn't even feel there isn't fault there. Hey, I did the due diligence. I, it, it happened to be wrong. Let's move forward. Because this is something I learned as a poker player that really stands out. For me, the times that I would really get frustrated as a poker player were not when I would run bad, not when I would lose you know, aces versus queens or ace-king versus ace-queen. The times that, that, that I found fault, the times where I could see improvement were the times where I played bad, where I made the bad decision, where I rushed to a decision, where I didn't factor in things that I know better. And that's where we can all kind of examine this entire space. Right now, during this bear market, identify, go back and look. Why are the decisions? Why did I do things? What was, what was my reasoning there? I'm learning things every day. This past week, I made a decision using one of the tools that I love to, to what I thought was buying a rare NFT, but didn't do my own research, my own version of this, and ended up realizing that the, rare, the, the NFTs hadn't revealed fully, and it was only at 50% rarity. So I thought I was buying a 51st ranked NFT. It happened to be a 930th ranked NFT after the whole collection revealed. But guess what? It was a lesson for me to learn from. It was also now that I know that when I even have more money on the line or more uh, you know, uh, of my time on the line, that I can even make a better or even more strategic decision. So with that being said, my friends, the other part about this is you know, surround yourself with people that you can trust. We all have influence. I don't care if you have one follower or hundreds of thousands of followers. You know, people, if you have people that trust you, that people are, you are influential over them. And it's important to surround ourselves with great people doing great things, but also recognize who's influencing us and why we're influ- they're influencing us. And if they're not aligned with us, let's cut them out of our world, cut them out of our lives. And now with that being said, you know, our sponsor, Crypto Business Conference, you know, that event, one of the things I really love about that event is that you know, the, the, the speaker lineup is being built out in a way that it's really going to relate with each and every one of the people that are attending, right? Not every person on that stage is going to be perfect fit for you. But I can tell you the track record that Social Media Examiner, the company behind Crypto Business Conference, has is that not only is there a diversity of voices and people on stages, but finding your people is something that is a core component of what they build for their conferences. And it's something that I'm excited about because I know I'm going to meet many of you at that event um, in San Diego, but I also know I'm going to meet many new people that have never heard of me that I'm going to have the chance to talk to, get to know, learn from. And to me, that's what this is all about. So make sure you check that out, socialmediaexaminer.com slash NFT365. As always, my friends, I love doing this podcast. We are on one hell of a journey. We're, we're getting closer to these last 100 days of uh, the podcast to the end of season one. And I just got to say uh, thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining on this journey. Thank you for believing and having a curiosity and a desire to learn. And thank you for sharing it out, sharing out this podcast with your friends, your family, and your favorite discords. And for those that have left reviews of the podcast on Apple Podcasts, uh, that helps us as well. It helps new people find the show, helps hopefully us you know, grow with sponsors and opportunities. And you know, more so than anything else, 
is all part of this, you know, this greater we. I firmly believe that we must invest in ourselves first and we must be the best me that we can be so that together we can be the greatest we that we can be. And right now, I believe we are better today than we, are, we were yesterday. And we're going to set ourselves up to make tomorrow even better than today. Until tomorrow, my friends, make it a great day. Cheers. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research.